Welcome back to another episode of Live Wire Fantasy Football. This is episode number two. Two. Yes, two. Correct. We've only done two. No, actually, technically three because we had a live podcast on Sunday. Yeah, I don't count those for the library, though. We'll go with two. Episode two of Live Wire Fantasy Football. I am once again here with my co-host, Colin Macklem. What's up, baby? And my beautiful producer, Roger Curitan. Don't like how he calls him beautiful, but thank you. He's yeah, joking. you do. <laughs> you love joking. it. You that's enough i got i got something in my teeth what did you eat after 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 the gym i went i was hungry i, I stopped at a gas station and i bought one of those mr mr pitas that's probably been sitting there for like three weeks and i think i have i think i have like a little little something in there caught the bug man what bug you don't want to know <laughs> what a fucking yeah. bug yeah what does that mean i don't know i saw it in the tv show the other day Okay. This All is right. this is starting off horribly. I'm so happy. I I hope you guys don't expect anything good because we obviously suck at this. So that's gonna be great. That's the Matt, great. That's the Matt Issa lifestyle right there. Just shit on your own podcast, and that way you <laughs> set the bar so low that everyone else is like, yeah, you know what? It ain't that bad. Come on. Yeah, it's good. All right, guys. So today for you, we do have um, why live wire. <laughs> I swear you guys had a long weekend. I, I didn't even drink this weekend. <sighs> you guys. You, <laughs> you were fucking yeah, I sat next to you on you my couch. A whole six, you drank a like pack. 12 beers hey, watching football on Sunday. When the fantasy team's going off, there's nothing to do but drink and enjoy it, you know? Yeah, that's, that's is true. Yeah. yeah did you win? True. I'm sorry. Did you win? That's all I won. Did you win against me? No, but we don't. Oh, we don't oh, 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 there it is. I was starting Michael Carter at my running Congratulations. Back I started Sony Michelle, who got 0. 0.1 points. You did not start Sony Michelle. Go look at go go look at the tape. Congrats. Go look at the tape. Started Sony Michelle, so I still whooped Colin's ass. So as you guys know here, I am now the superior. I'm the alpha in the room. In case yeah, anybody that was, was in the wondering. beta league, bud. Beta league. You hear that, Rod? He's calling. He's calling Don't call league. my league beta. He's calling it your is league a beta, beta league for me. Wow. I right. know what 1A is. All so, right, so what? I was going to say, like, do all fantasy football players all have that one league that they only focus on? Or just, do you think it just other- has, has more attention paid to it, you know? That makes sense. I, I have one where like, so I'm in four leagues and my one that like, I don't sit there and root against other players until it's like Monday night and I know what happened in my other league. So like, for example, if I'm going against D hop in my, my one, my number one league, as I did this week, I'm not going to sit there and be like, cause I have, I have Kyler. I was not hype every time I threw a touchdown to D hop. I wasn't like, fuck yeah, Kyler. I was like, fuck D hop, dude. Yeah. So like that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. So my lo- my my primary league, I root against the people I'm playing against, and I root for my guys first and foremost. Otherwise, dude, you just get too lost in it. With four leagues, I pretty much own everybody in the NFL. I have a share of everybody. Yeah, so. that means anytime someone scores a touchdown, it's like, oh, yeah, is that good or is that <laughs> yeah. bad? I don't even know. So that's that's my thing. But um, all right, let's get this going. So let's do a recap of the week. All right, let's start with Monday Night Football, and then we'll go back down like down the slate. That's the most fresh on my mind. So like Monday that. night. That was actually a crazy game. That was insane. I, I mean, enjoyed every second of that. The Ravens looked pretty damn bad. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Raiders. Especially when the Raiders, the Raiders didn't look good either, though. That's yeah. The thing. yeah, that's the funny thing. I think Derek Carr might be uh, the worst quarterback, starting quarterback in the NFL. There, I said it. I'm putting all my chips in that pot. He sucks. He's out there. But what I was most surprised last night was to see Josh Jacobs 
Score two touchdowns. Rod nodding. Oh, head. let's fucking talk about it, baby. Let's talk. No, about it wasn't it. anything good. It wasn't anything pretty. Yeah, he just he got punched lucky. in two goal liners. He huh? actually, I will add, he should have had three, but Gruden yep. wanted to play hero ball and have Derek Carr QB sneaky, and that failed miserably. So yeah, yeah they failed <laughs> miserably because after what they do the uh, offsides, they jumped. Where I don't understand why you would do a hard count on the half yard line. That's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. But whatever. Uh, that's enough about Derek Carr. He's gonna piss me off if we keep talking about him. I thought but, uh, I thought Hollywood looked good last night. No, he did, and I'm, I'm happy you brought that up actually because I wanted to talk about that today. Is Hollywood a guy to own? Is he a guy to have? Is he gonna continue getting shares, getting touches, getting targets? Because he was not like that throughout his entire career. Every every week one, he always has a good week one. I feel like that's always been the case since his rookie year. I don't know if you remember, but his rookie year, he had two long bomb touchdowns, went for like 40 points. And then after that, I think that might have been the only touchdowns he scored that year. So I, I'm I'm hesitant to say like, oh, I'm all in on, on Hollywood. But the thing is, is that it, what's different this year than years prior, this game was impressive because of his targets. It wasn't because of his long touchdown ability, which he didn't score. That, that's what I, like Just like you said, I was surprised because Hollywood's known as that deep threat guy go get a, a 40 50 yard bomb but he was getting he was getting those crossers those slants those intermediate routes and yeah. he had that five yard touchdown he made a, a pretty crazy catch from a, a a pretty poor lamar pass um but yeah going forward i mean I, I feel pretty good about him starting in the flex because obviously he's got that boom potential and if he's going to get those intermediate targets like we saw last night he might be a pretty safe play too no i agree and and that's the thing about hollywood that i'm going to be looking at going forward is is he going to keep this target share up? Because with Bateman out, obviously Andrews last night looked irrelevant. They weren't looking for him at all, which going forward I don't think is going to be a big deal. Um, Andrews owners, relax, R-E-L-A-X, just take it easy. It will get better. He's a ginormous red zone threat for Lamar. He loves throwing it to him. So just take it easy. Don't overreact. He will get better. I'm not stoked about his three catches for 20 yards, but it does look like that they're going to be feeding the ball to Hollywood a lot. Especially with Bateman out. Yeah. I want, right. I, want to, I want to ask you guys, sorry, real quick. Sammy Watkins is on the Baltimore Ravens now. Uh, is yes. he, Rod? I, I didn't ring, know ring, that. Ring. Um, any sparks of interest for any fantasy owners who may want to stash away Sammy Watkins? Or, or is it just a, a just an overhyped kind of thing, you think? I, I think – go ahead. My bad, dude. No, nah, I'm not getting too excited about Sammy yet. They, that offense of the air is going to run through Hollywood and Mark Andrews. Obviously, Sammy might catch a, a, big, a big ball – you know, once in every while, but I don't think he's anyone you can trust going forward. I mean, I, I he 100% deserves to be rostered, if that's your question. Um, if he's on the waiver wires, guys, pick him up. There's no reason why he shouldn't be ro- rostered because uh, a rainy day comes and you need a bi-week filler. Why not throw him in? He obviously has touchdown potential. He always has, always will. He's scary, scary speed. Yesterday, he got caught from behind. Uh, it was a short pass from Lamar, so... He didn't really lead him, but he did get caught from behind, so maybe he's regressing a little bit in the speed category. He's getting older, but I think he should be rostered 100%. I do want to switch over to the Raiders side of things, though. Darren Waller, how, do we have his, Roderick, do we have his targets? I will I will look it up right now as you as you continue to talk about Darren Waller. All right, I think it might have been 15 plus. I think it was, I think 19. It was, I think it was 19. 19 targets? Yeah. That's stupid. That doesn't happen for literally anybody else in the league. Name a guy, I promise you, there's nobody that even sniffed 19 targets this week. If, correct me if I'm wrong. I know Tyreek, he had over 15. I think Diggs had about around 15. Never mind. Coop had like fucking 18. Yeah, Coop had 16. Yeah, he CD did. had 15. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Forget but, what I said. But, just but no still, super uber impressive. Uber impressive. Yeah, no. I mean, 
That's what he was and, drafted to be. And guess what? He still put up almost 30. And and Derek Carr couldn't hit him to save his goddamn life. Gun to Derek Carr's head, hit hit Waller right here on this next play. Dude, he's getting shot. Who? Carr? Carr. I mean, he hit him 10 times. Though. No, yeah, I mean, he, fucking nine times he didn't. 50-50 chance. He, I don't like it. Got. I don't like it. He's so inaccurate. So inaccurate. But to go back, Derek, uh, Darren Waller did have 19 targets for 105 yards. Okay. Receptions. Yeah, no, that's yeah. so impressive. And, and I don't think that's going to slow down, guys. I don't. I really, really don't. Obviously, it's not going to be 19 every single game, but I think it will be north of 10. And if Carr f- figures out his accuracy a little bit, dude, he's going to haul in 8 out of 10. Yeah. He's gonna haul in ten out of twelve. I mean, but you think about it. I mean, there's no other, there's nobody else on that offense who's pretty eye appealing. I mean, besides Henry Ruggs, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not. I love, I loved Ruggs coming out of college, and I thought he was gonna be great. But something about him, man, he's just yeah. not. I don't know. Mayock's not doing a great job drafting, as we could see. But everybody's looking for that short, speedy receiver, that that Tyree Kill yeah. prototype, and it just doesn't work out too often with these short. It's not easy guys. to replicate, yeah, man. Yeah, it doesn't work out all the The Chiefs time. try to do a little uh, mini-me with Miko, and it's not even close. Not even close. Agreed. I agree. All right, well, let's take it to Sunday Night Football now. Uh, we had the Rams versus the Bears and Stafford's debut in L.A. I mean, he was near perfect. He really was. I think he was like 20 for 26, over 300 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, that's, that's literally what McVay wanted. He just wanted a guy that could air it out long, something Goff could not do. And that's the thing. He had, what, two deep touchdowns, Cup and, and yeah. Van Jefferson? Yeah. And both of those balls were right on the money. Granted, Cup was playing against ghosts out there in the secondary <laughs> yeah, in that play. Like nobody was but around him. that's the thing with Stafford. Golf, our McVay always wanted a guy that could hit that deep ball because his guys get open. They really do. And I, I think that that's what we're going to see most of the time going forward. I mean, obviously the Bears' defense is, you know, nothing close to what it used to be. But Stafford looked great, and I think – we're going to see a lot more of that this year. Well, that's the thing, dude. It's not like the Bears' defense performed poorly. I think Stafford literally just... All right, I as Detroit Lions fan my entire life, I've watched more Stafford than any other quarterback in the NFL, okay? I've never seen Matthew Stafford that comfortable playing in a football game. It looked easy to him. It looked easy. It looked like he didn't have to think. He didn't have to try. He was like, okay, I snapped the ball. My protection is there. I'm going through my progressions. Oh, holy shit. Cooper Cup is open. Boom. Touchdown. Like, it looked like that so many times throughout that game. And and it it makes me so sad. I know you guys have probably seen this on Twitter. People are going on on about the joke about uh, it's like seeing your ex-girlfriend on Instagram with a new boyfriend all happy and whatnot. They look good. You know, the pictures are they're smiling huge. And you're like, damn, what could have been? Dude, I am so hurt watching him play for the Rams. They look good, man. He looks skinny. His arm sleeve is swaggy. That's that LA vibe. It is. It That's is. LA vibe. It is. A hundred percent. McVay and him are apparently best friends. Yeah, they're you not tell. No, oh, he he needed a he needed a, a partner, not a student. Right. Fuck off. Yeah, fuck that. No. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> but anyway, it, it does make me sad. But going off of that, uh Stafford did look amazing. And I think uh those two receivers in Cup and Woods are gonna continue to being good uh, continue being good for you. Woods had a disappointing game. If he didn't snag that end zone, uh, the the uh, touchdown at the end of the game, it would have been a horrible game for him. But at the end of the day, he did get the uh, get did get the touchdown, and I think he's going to continue scoring a lot. I think he's going to lead that team in touchdowns. Do you think? Do you think that Cup is the new favorite target? 
100 percent. you think so 100 so, so right now you'd pick cup to finish over woods season long yeah it just depends on how many touch i do think woods is gonna have more touchdowns than cup but i guarantee you that cup has more yards and probably more catches i mean it'll be interesting to see how it, how it unfolds but i mean i feel like just like it was the last few years with with cup and woods you know one guy's gonna have their game yeah the other guy probably be a little quiet you know they both have good games every once in a while but what i'm really interested to see is how they use tyler higby moving forward he played 100% of the snaps, ran a route on every, on every pass play, and obviously he got looks from Stafford too. I mean, there, this could be a very fantasy-friendly Rams offense moving forward. Yeah, it looks like Darnell Henderson's here to stay too. Sony Michelle got uh, three snaps, one carry. That's not. I dropped him immediately after that game. It looks I think like, it's a, it's a Mc, wait and see, I think, with, with Michelle. That's the thing, though. Uh, McVay's always relied on one running back. Always. He has, and he says he has faith in Henderson. It's just... The faith is lost when he, you know he, he can't play. He doesn't see the field because he, yeah. he gets hurt quite Injured a bit. Injury prone. All right, and then we're going to take it. Well, I, I got nothing to say about the Bears. Uh, Justin Fields. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, sorry. Justin Fields. That Nagy is just fucking lost, man. David Montgomery yeah. did look good, though. Oh, yeah. I will say that. I'll give credit where credit's due. Montgomery looks like a stud this year. Yeah. If he stays healthy, which he missed a whole quarter of that game, maybe more. Uh, so that's that's a little disappointing for fantasy owners. And the Bears have a good matchup against the Bengals next week. So I think David Montgomery will be a DFS uh, DFS play for you guys. And he's going to continue doing good going forward. But the only thing I have to say is uh, I'm disappointed with the Bears, with with Allen Robinson, Andy Dalton as a whole. They need Justin Fields in there. Sunday, boys. My Chiefs. Hmm. Chiefs versus Browns. Odell, late scratch. Kyle, I know that tore your heart out. It did. It really did. It ruined everything for me, honestly. It took away from my four-win weekend in fantasy football. Um, really upset about Odell not playing. Obviously, he's the best receiver in the game right now. So it's tough to see that guy not play. But it, honestly, it was a great game, though. Do you think Odell would have made the difference in that game? I, I actually 100% think so. Because they, they got all their offense running the ball. Yeah, I mean, he definitely opens up, you know, downfield safeties and corners you got to respect his his game and it takes away when you got jarvis landry just running you know cross crossers and seam routes yeah little drags and, yeah. and little trick plays and that's the thing um you know baker only had 12 fancy points and that's in a league where we have six point touchdowns so he might you know he almost got 10 for majority of leagues that's nothing impressive that doesn't impress me at all what does impress me is the stefanski's ability to split chubb and and hunt Again, right down the middle, they do great. They almost played equal snaps. I think Chubb had thirty-one, Hunt had twenty-eight. That's awesome, and they both they both got in the end zone. Chubb twice. I love to see that out of the Browns. But I think when Odell does come back, he's going to create separation issues. He's going to make Jarvis more open. Um, he's going to make himself open. It's going to open up a lot more for Baker, and inevitably, it's going to be even better for the running backs as well. So I am stoked about the Browns going forward. I do think they have a top three roster in the NFL, so I'm excited for them as a whole. That game was awesome. I enjoyed every second of it. The Chiefs are kick-ass once again. Their system is fantastic, as always, even though you could plug in any quarterback in that system. We're not going to do that today. All right, we'll we'll talk about that another time. I think think what I learned most from that game, though, is obviously we all know the Browns, You know, they've been hyped up the last couple years. They obviously do have one of the best rosters in the league. And what I noticed from that game on Sunday was that when you play the Chiefs, you have so much or so little room for error. And just like that one little mistake towards the end of the game and that the game's blown. And that's what the Chiefs do. They I mean, they never they don't blow out people unless it's like, you know, the Raiders or whoever it may be. But they always win by it's, it seems like a touchdown or less. It seems like they get it done at the in the fourth quarter, second half, whatever it may be. And 
they just always find a way to just secure a close dub. And it might it might not even be one of the best better teams, but but Mahomes slows the game down. Like he does. You ever seen the fourth quarter how slow they like he it's only a couple quarterbacks I think in the league that can do that. Him, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew uh, Stafford, Matt, Matt, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, and they, it's like when that fourth quarter comes, it's like the game is moving in slow motion. It's their game. The game's Dude, in their hand that, at that point. That is the that's the difference. When I and last night, me and Colin got into it about Lamar Jackson actually being a good quarterback and and things of that nature. Those kind of guys. And really, I'm happy you bring that up because that is what I'm talking about when I say he's just not the same as those guys. Those guys understand the game of football at such a completely different level. Level than their superior than their inferiors that that's what makes them special and that's why drew Brees was special that's why philip rivers had potential to be to be great and people like like rogers who might be smarter than every single coach he's ever had like yeah. th- that makes such a big difference and the, and mahomes has that okay yep. i'm not gonna lie yeah it's, it's it's crazy to see and then obviously you throw in there tyree kill travis kelsey and all the others so it was just a good game and it had that playoff vibe you know it did 100 percent week, week one it was that so matchup, weird that yeah. matchup they're gonna they're gonna come across each yeah. other in the playoffs again. i think they will I, I too think, i think odell makes a big difference but you gotta remember tyron was out and also frank clark was out as well yeah that's so scary that's those are two big pieces that defense you could argue that their biggest pieces in yeah 100 percent. so uh, we'll I, I i did want to ask you though did you feel at any point of that game because colin mentioned that they were you know it was a close game the entire game which it was and he see, he says that oftentimes the chiefs find themselves in that position yep. did you feel worried at any moment and don't I, bullshit me oh 100 did okay because the chiefs yeah. cannot stop the run that's yeah. their achilles heel every single year yeah. they get to third and six third and five the team converts, and then it's like all the energy is sucked out of it, and yeah. then Nick Chubb busts off a 30-yard run. Time's coming off the clock. You're fucked. And the teeter-totter just went whoop. Yeah, and then you the got side. Mahomes sitting on the bench. You know, he's getting all antsy over there. It's just tough, and I thought they were going to lose, honestly. I did. That, I, was, I was scared. That's the thing with the Browns is their, their run game is so good and so effective that once they get a lead heading into halftime, it's like, you know, it's pretty likely they're going to keep that lead, and that's why I was surprised with the Chiefs because they, they responded and came back. Because usually the the Browns can just run the ball down down every team's throat and kill the clock and, and get on with the with the W. But with the Chiefs, it's like they could have two minutes left on the clock going into halftime, and you feel pretty good about them scoring it damn near every time. Yeah. I mean, they just got their offenses. It's literally the prototypical offense. Hear it out before we transition real quick to the thing. I just want to add, you were correct. That's why Lamar Jackson, I still to this day, do not think he will be able to compete with those guys. Yeah, I just don't think so. Yeah. He's great. He show. He looks good. But he he's not. A, I just don't feel like he's a complete he's, he's, sound quarter, like all around quarterback. He's the best athlete in the NFL. Yeah, I'm not gonna argue that. Yeah, and he is uber talented. He is, and even maybe not in his throwing mechanics or being a quarterback as a whole. I just don't think he has he has that the moxie of a true quarterback, a true Hall of Fame, Super Bowl winning quarterback. And I said it last night. I don't think I don't think Lamar Jackson will ever win a Super Bowl. I don't think he's got it. I think I think a big thing with Lamar is he doesn't have he does not he doesn't have playmakers. Can I, can I, I, I agree. And I just want to say though, my thing about that, there's a reason the Niners should have beat the chiefs in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. You know why they didn't Jimmy G, Jimmy G is not that guy. Well, yeah, we all know Jimmy G's. But that's my guy. point. It takes those kind of guys to win a Super Bowl. A couple, unless, a couple unless, unless, passes and shit like that. Other, yeah, lost. other than that Ravens defense back in the day with Trent Dilfer, like that, those are the shits I'm talking about yeah. where the defense will carry a team. But, and the Niners did, the Niners defense did carry them, but they had a good offense. We have a good offense, but that is, that is the thing. I, I beat you to it. I knew you were going to say it. I was ready for it. Yeah, but one last thing I do want to say before um, we, we're going to circle back about Clyde and the running back room a little bit later. So uh, if you guys were looking for that, 
we'll talk about that a little later. Okay, so let's take it to the waiver wire column for this week. And I think the number one priority in all leagues, if he's there, which he most likely is, is Elijah Mitchell. Yep. Obviously, we just found out Mostert's out minimum eight weeks, and he looked pretty damn good. Granted, it was against the Lions. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, you want whichever running back is starting in a Shanahan offense, you feel pretty confident about him playing. The only thing you don't feel confident in is that there's a good chance he gets hurt in the first quarter. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. number one priority, Elijah Mitchell, that, bank on him. My thing is, is um, this week for me, there's not a lot of guys you're going to want to pick up. And Elijah Mitchell is going to be the number one on all those. Uh, since Mostert's out, someone's got to fill the role. And I know they have Sermon, but Shanahan has never been a bell cow kind of guy. He's going to rotate just like Belichick does. Um, and that's my thing. I think Mitchell's going to be the guy to pick up. And whether you stash him on your bench because you're already straight at running back or if you got to plug him in, I'm comfortable with plugging him in for now until Mostert comes back. I don't know what his deal is. I know he's got a knee cartilage issue. I was I given a second chance on life. The fuck is this, Rod? Transplant. So, it allowed sorry. me to get back to my daily routine. How is this? So what happened? I can be protected. <laughs> what is this? Find it. It's on the screen right here. To build up immunity I don't know where it is. <laughs> Mute your computer. Yeah. <laughs> I am so sorry. Oh, guys. my God. I don't know. I don't Rod know. needs a partner. He needs I don't a partner. Need a part. I just there. need some more fucking devices back here because we're all trying to run <laughs> off of one goddamn thing, and it's like my computer. We like, got Rod's got stats pulled up for us, and I think an ad started playing in the middle of our breakdown. Again, this happens every. I don't even know what the hell we were talking about. Uh, Elijah running back. Mitchell, yeah, running back waiver wire pickups. Yeah. One was Elijah Mitchell. Uh, anything else for the running back? No, second? that's is that your guy? I Colin? mean, that's definitely the main guy you want to go for. Yeah. I don't know. Everyone's waiver wire is looking different at this point in the season. Um, obviously, if there's guys like, um, uh, shit, I don't even know. I like Nelson Aguilar. If, if he's not picked up in your league, he, he looked like he was getting some solid tar- targets. He did catch a, he did catch an end zone or he did catch a touchdown. So the Patriots wide receiver room isn't that competitive. So he's going to be out there for Rod. You got his snaps. Who snaps? Nelson. <laughs> All right. Nelson Aguilar, man. Uh, yeah, he had five receptions on seven targets. Yeah, thank you. Where's his snaps? I just said he had five receptions. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't have his stats up right now. But oh, his snaps. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I'm just going to make this easier. Don't pick up Nelson Aguilar. Guy's <laughs> garbage. It's been garbage ever since well, he's been just, drafted. Oh, my God. Dude. I'll tell you who to pick up right now, and it's Christian Sterling Shepard. No, oh. Christian Kirk's garbage, too. Jeez. Pick up Sterling Shepard. Who doesn't own Sterling Shepard? No, there's Apparently, a lot of 29% of people own him. That's it. Yeah. Is that what that is? Yeah, yeah 29%. So. He's rostered in 29% of leagues. Oh, my God. He had a good game. A lot of people are sleeping on him. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it was I saw him on the waivers and actually quite a few leagues. And obviously, he's not your guy you expect to win you a season. But there's, I feel like there's no issue putting him at the flex. I mean, Kenny Galladay, probably going to miss next week with a hammy or something. Uh, Evan Ingram, he's, not, he's probably out, too. But Sterling Shepard, year in and year out, obviously doesn't put up those flashy, those crazy season-long numbers. But week to week, he could give you a good matchup and, and produce on fantasy, just like he did uh, this past weekend. Yeah, no, I, I I disagree. Okay. I think that... <laughs> Love to disagree. Yeah, I, I think Nelson Aguilar is a good... And I don't disagree with... Uh, who are we talking about? Sterling Shepard, dude. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, if he's there, I don't care. Uh, whatever. Would you rather I, have Aguilar than Sterling Shepard? You know why this is happening? Because Ristic won his his fantasy week. Yeah, I don't week. care anymore. So he's just like, oh, I'm fucking winning this. this yeah, Super Bowl. actually, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, I don't yeah, need to win. Wires, <laughs> you're gonna win it with Nelson Aguilar. My roster, yeah, Nelson Aguilar's my fucking 
I'm about to dump him off for <laughs> defense. Waiver? Never heard of her. Never oh, heard of her. Goodness. Kyler. Dude, I barely know her. <laughs> we saw it in Philly ourselves at one time. Dropping was, it. Was yeah. catching him. I'm like, hey, Lord. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. He's got hands issues. So does a lot of people. Jamar Chase didn't look like he had hands issues. That was Not the at biggest all. overreaction yeah. in a long time, I think. Jamar Chase dropping in fantasy drafts, biggest overreaction Dude, in a long time. That was so fucking dumb. All right. Waiver wired. So we had Nelson Aguilar. We've got uh, dude Christian Kirk, Na- Nelson Aguilar, Sterling Shepard, Elijah Mitchell. If you don't get one of those, pick up a goddamn defense of the week. Oh. I, there's nothing else to talk and about. And we probably don't have to mention Mike Williams. He should be on everyone's roster, or he should be rostered in every league. What's J- David Njoku's uh, roster? Waivers. Leave him there. Don't even think about him. He's right. done. I don't know, man. If he catches, if he catches a touchdown, he's he's a. Ten plus well, point I mean, guy. Yeah, with tight ends. If you need a tight end, I would I would look that too way. many mouths to feed, especially with of all the back. Of How about course. Tyler Conklin, Michigan native? No thanks. What? I'm just kidding. He might come on the pod one no, day. No waivers. So. Leave him there. All right. I okay. didn't say that, Tyler. <laughs> all right. Moving forward, let's take it to a new segment that we're going to do every Tuesday, and it's called "Sounds About Right." So I'm going. Rod, you are going to read off uh, a couple of statements. Yes. And we are going to tell you if that sounds about right or if that is an overreaction. All right, gentlemen. Happy Tuesday. Ready for, ready to get this sounds about right going. So first, sounds about right. Does Stop this rubbing s- your hands in the mic. Can you please? hear that? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so excited. <laughs> so does this sound about, ro- about right? What's going on, man? What the fuck? Oh, you good? Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Does this sound about right? Zeke is washed up. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Ristic. I don't think that sounds about right. I think that's an overreaction. Yeah. You are playing the number one, number two rushing defense in the NFL in the Buccaneers last week. Uh, Dak threw 60 times, and it's not going to happen every week. So I don't think Zeke's washed up. What I am worried about is Tony Pollard finessing touches, targets, carries in that offense. But I don't think, I don't think Zeke's washed up. Okay, Is he what he used to be? No. But he can still... Definitely produce for you. And he will find the end zone going forward, okay? He had two good opportunities to find an end zone on Thursday night game. Dak didn't throw one. Uh, Dak, they were on the three-yard line. Dak waited way too long, overthrew him. And then they had the uh, the option with, with the option pitch over to him. And that's a little bit what scared me about Zeke. He is paid to win those one-on-one battles, get in the end zone. And it was it was a little, a little scary that he didn't. And he, he actually got bossed up. So that's a little scary, but I don't I don't think he's washed. Yeah, I mean I agree with you. I don't I don't think he's washed. Uh the thing which with Zeke is like we're we're numbers guys, we follow the volume, you know, the volume takes us to points. And Zeke was on the field for over eighty percent of the snaps. You know, I saw a stat that Kellen Moore called twenty six run plays and Dak opted out of twelve of them or something like that. So obviously game script led led the Cowboys to to air it out quite a bit. Um Zeke was still on the field for the majority of those plays. Obviously, Tony Pollard was out, was sharing the field with Zeke. He wasn't taking too many snaps from him. They're on the field together. But yeah, don't freak out about Zeke. You drafted him probably top six in your league. You sure as hell don't want to, you know, to ship him off right now. But if you are in a league and you are interested in Zeke, I would try to throw in an offer. Try to try to get him. People might be selling him low. People do think he's washed. I think he's just fine for now. He might not be the same guy as two years ago, but two, three years ago, but I think he's okay. That's a good point. If if somebody in your league is fed up with them, they've been in your fantasy football group chat just talking shit about them all week. Go ahead, hit them up, man. Make them a low ball offer. Maybe they'll take it. What's next? All right, does this sound about right? Jameis is an automatic starter going forward. Sounds very wrong to me, Rod. Oh, my God. 
All right. Denied. Absolutely, absolutely denied. It's, I mean, obviously he threw five touchdowns, but he threw, what, 150 yards? That's not his fault. His defense it's was putting him fault. in good, good, good uh, territory. No, they didn't have to air it out. Obviously, you liked what you saw from Jameis. We all liked what we saw from Jameis. I don't think it's something you can take and be like, okay, I'm starting this guy next week against whoever they're playing. Obviously, if you're quarterback, you know, you're in a quarterback situation where you don't feel confident with any of your players, yeah, you can start Jameis, but I don't think he's some guy you should be, you know, trading your starting quarterback just so you could play Jameis. I don't think he's someone that will, you know, put up top 10 numbers every week. It's the Saints, man. We know the Saints. Dude, I think you're so wrong on this. This guy, we forget, a former first overall pick, so we know he's talented. Mind you, he got picked first overall, blind as a bat, threw 35 touchdowns, 35 interceptions, and now he threw five touchdowns and no interceptions. You know why, Rod? Why? Because he's not blind anymore. Whoa, I was once blind, but now I can see. Yeah, show me the light. That is Jameis Winston, dude. I don't see a scenario where this guy is not throwing three touchdowns a game. To absolutely nobody. Yeah, he no, he probably won't get two touchdowns next week. He won't get two touchdowns? No. Side bet? Side bet? Yeah, I'd love to. No, I don't do that. I think he will. No, no, no. Please do it. I'll I'll take a bet with both of you. That he won't get two. Won't get three. No, no. That's not what you said. Who are they playing? We only take initial. We only take initial. Who are they playing, Roddy? Do your job. Do your job. Who? The Hornets? (laughs) We only only take initial bets on here when it comes to uh, we're doing these things. You can't take it back. So Saints play the Panthers. Panthers, Yeah, next question. I'll take take, he'll he'll get three next week. Yeah, give it to me. How much you want? How much you want? Three. You want three or more? Three or more. Okay, deal. How much? You name it. What do you want, Rod? You want this? 50 ball. 50 ball, both of us. You want this? I want to. You want the smoke, Roddy? Shake his hand. I'll, I'll Air go, shake. I'll go, th- I'll go 35. 35? What the hell is yeah. that? You, you juicing them? Two. How many points he put up against me in our partner league? All right, next, Roddy. All right, does this sound about right? Najee Harris will continue to struggle. No, I don't think that sounds right. And I know I'm high on Najee this year, but um, Colin, you, you, you probably could say this better than I will. Uh, yeah, I think Najee will struggle, not in the points. All right, never mind. Not in the points department. <laughs> I think... You, it, you're not. It's not going to be like super fun watching Najee this year. The Steelers' offensive line is atrocious. I saw a stat that he got hit back or behind or at the line of scrimmage on 75% of his carries. Yeah, not a good look. But we didn't draft Najee to some be some you know Nick Chubb running the football. We drafted him to get receptions and you know the majority of the touches in that backfield. And I think that's what will happen this year. He played 100% of the snaps. He's going to get the rock. Big Ben will dump it off to him more. Better days are ahead for Najee. Better days are ahead. Listen, the Bills' defense were standing on their cocks. You know what I'm saying? They played outstanding. Nobody produced on on the Steelers except for Deontay Johnson. And he didn't even produce that much Yeah, if he didn't get a touchdown, his his stat line was shit too. So I'm not worried. It was just a really gritty defensive game. The Bills didn't do shit either. I don't know if you guys saw Josh Allen's stat line. Mm -hmm. Stephon Diggs is the only one that did anything. He caught a bunch of balls, which is good for him if you're in a PPR. But I'm not worried about Najee Harris. He took... And I'm sure you guys have heard this. If you follow fantasy football, though, he took 100% of the offensive snaps and took 100% of the carries. That is awesome. Colin just brought it up. Volume, man. Volume, volume, volume. Volume is great, and I love that. So next week, he's playing the Raiders. Okay, Raiders run D isn't good at all. Dude, take him DFS if you don't have him in your leagues, and don't even think about anything else. He will produce for you, I promise. Let's go. All right, sounds about right. Rodgers and Devontae won't live up to their ADP. Uh-oh. I think, I mean, it's so hard because Devontae, you know, he's probably going, you know, middle first round. 
I, I think Devontae's got a better chance of, of you know, living up to that ADP. I don't think Rodgers will. I mean, he had the best year of his career last year. He didn't even finish number one. So, I don't know. It definitely wasn't a promising start in week one. But Devontae, I think Devontae, he'll be just fine. Rodgers, I'd be a little concerned. But, yeah, Devontae's all right. Packers are garbage. Moving on. All right, next one. Does this sound about right? Clyde Edwards Elair isn't the guy we hope he could be for fantasy purposes. This scares the shit out of me because D. Will, Damian Williams, Darrell, Darrell. Which one is it? Damian Williams plays for the Bears now, so it's Darrell. Cool. All right, Darrell Williams. That's how much I don't give a shit about them. Mm. I'm just joking. Cut that. That's really rude. No, I, I accept that. That's the kind of person you are. Oh, come on! You don't give a shit about the Chiefs. Okay. I I just traded for Clyde edwards helaire literally five minutes before the show started. So you must believe that NCEH he'll be okay. No, I don't. Here's my thing. Oh, Um, I'm just I have enough wide receivers in that league to take the risk, so I am taking the risk. But I will say this: Clyde edwards helaire was out touched and out caught, out targeted by Damian Darrell Williams. Jesus, dude, D Will get it through your head. I went with D Will. I went with D Will out of like. A blanket statement. It was it was easy to cover. Anyway, um, that scares me. Why? Why is that the case? You took a first round running back. Use him. Use him. And it looks like this year he's going to struggle again to find the end zone, which was his biggest problem. My biggest problem with him last year. It wasn't his production. His yards per per carry. His yards per attempt were good. He I think led uh, led. The NFL from yards per scrimmage, yards from this. Fuck me. I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. All I'm saying is that I think that Clyde edwards there will be a great start next week against the Ravens. I think the Chiefs got off to a, a slow start, so they had to pick play play pickup. My, my problem with the Chiefs is that, again, I know we say it all the time, but there's one rock, whole lot of miles to feed, and it looks like, again, they're going to be throwing heavy and not really establishing the I run disagree. game. Okay. I'm not ready to, to, you know, to brush Clyde off yet. Obviously, it's not what you want in week one, but... I need to give it a couple more weeks. I still think he's going to be their top dog in the in the rushing attack. But, yeah, he just needs to find the end zone. That's what it comes down to. And he, and he just hasn't. He just hasn't. So uh, we'll see what happens. S- skip the uh, Bronco one. All right, let's skip Broncos. Let's go to this next one. Does this sound about right? Waller will keep up those targets we saw last night in the Monday night game. Yes, on to the next one. Yep. Maybe we can just cut that as a whole. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Does this sound about right that Tyreek Hill – will be the number one wide receiver in the NFL. Uh, fantasy production-wise? Yes. Yeah, he's, he's finishing number one. There's no competition for him other than Coop. There's no way Coop stays healthy for the whole year. hate to say it. I have him in almost every league, but there's just no way. And it looks like Cooper is going to get as much targets as him or as a Waller this year. Dak loves him. He gets open. Why wouldn't you? But the, my thing is that I just don't see a scenario where Tyreek Hill gets caught up on from someone from behind. Maybe Stephon Diggs. That's about it, man. Tyreek catches the ball so often, right? Whether it be a, a bubble route, whether it be a seam down the field, Mahomes just chucks it up to him and lets him go get it. So, you know, did you see his post? It. Did you, it, Tyreek down did there you see somewhere. his post-game interview? Yeah, fuck yeah. it, Tyreek yeah. down there somewhere, dude. Fuck it, Tyreek Lily is down there somewhere. He said that? Yeah, no, the reporter asked him he that. He said sometimes it'd be like that. Yeah, he said sometimes it'd be like that. I just say, fuck it. I know Tyreek's down there somewhere. <laughs> dude, I'm sorry. That is so cool. That's amazing. That is the coolest. Like just to think about, like, fuck it. If I throw this bitch up, it's gonna fall in Tyreek's hands. That's dude. (laughs) It does every time. (laughs) time. Hey, but that is why I make fun of Patrick Mahomes and say he's a system quarterback because I truly and he just said it for me. So thank you, Pat. Dude, 
he does just throw it up there, and he knows that his guys will go get it. That is the thing. That's a thing. Well, we could talk about quarterback a lot of guys combos. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of quarterbacks do that. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. Come on now, brother. But yeah, I'm ready to say, I mean, the thing was Tyreek is he just didn't get as much opportunity as like Diggs and Devontae in terms of targets. But it's the guy's a cheat code, man. It's like every year he somehow scores you know, double-digit touchdowns. He's not supposed to be in 5'6 or 5'7, whatever he is. So, I mean, if this is the year that they actually like target him double-digit times per game, I think he could literally be unbeatable honestly i really do i think he could be put up one of the best seasons of all time from any receiver it seems like uh most winning teams either have camara or hill on them so I, that's a good Former start. Homes. uh last one uh does it sound about right that trevor lawrence will not live up to the expectations of the number one overall draft pick that does sound about right not because of him though not because of his talent just the jags are a hot mess they're super hot fire they're they're garbage so it's not his fault I think it's going to be a, a tale of Matthew Stafford. And one day when Lawrence leaves the Jags, you're going to see how great he is. I think it's too early. I mean, this guy is the best QB prospect in, what, since Andrew Luck or something? Easily. And we're ready to say it's not right. Or it's about right that he's a bust after one game. I don't think so. Obviously, he's a bust. The Jags are pitiful. Disgrace to the NFL Football League. NFL Football League. That's yep. Colin's favorite fucking thing to say. <laughs> NFL Football League. No, NFL but Football League. But it, it makes sense, though, and it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. National <laughs> Football League Football League? <laughs> it kind of makes sense. I kind of like, like it. But why I do you always it has, say it? It has a ring to it. It does. NFL Football League? Sure. Yeah. yeah. All right, yep. <laughs> no, but okay, yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, Rob, you're gonna have to do so much editing <laughs> because DJ DJ Shark got a lot of a lot of attention. So did Marvin Jones. Yeah, he got traded for Clyde edwards helaire in a league today. I Marvin Jones got attention. You idiot. ran into the median. Uh, but yeah, that's all about something about right for this week's episode. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. All right let's close this motherfucker out. Yes. So I just want to say happy week two to you guys. Thursday we do another podcast. Thursday, correct? Yes. Okay, so Thursday we're going to have our live caller with us. Random caller for those last week who tuned oh, in. Shit. They know what we did last week. Colin, you can't be slurping that like Dude, that. Dude, this guy's slurping a slurpy while Rod's trying to give you guys the breakdown. Yeah, so next thir- <laughs> so Thursday we're going to have our live caller. And then obviously on Sunday we do our live shows where you can tune in at 11 a.m. to ask us questions, call, us, call in, do whatever you your heart desires. Anything else from you fellas before we close out today? Tuesday's show. Nope. We no. are good. Uh, Thursday, we will be going over some DFS plays for the week, an outlook for the week ahead, some projections, um, some foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing, because I know what's going to happen. Okay. Um, we play. I play my buddy Cade, a uh, member of the network in some shape, way, or form. Soon to come. It Soon is rivalry come. week. It is rivalry week. I play Cade in two different leagues, and I then play, I'm a partner with him in another league, so it's a little bittersweet. I play Jake Payne, and this guy knows I'm out for his neck. Mm. Rivalry week. Who do you play, Rod? I play Ty. <laughs> it's not really. It's not really a rival for me. So. Ooh. All right. Uh, Thanks, guys. Uh, we will see you Thursday. We'll see you Thursday.